right jump, 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 jump. I said a hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, hip, hip. How about you don't stop? Rap, 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 rap. I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big sharp it up. Okay, you know what? Wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Mr. Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's our segment on Fridays when we have a couple of friends here in studio. In this case, I um, I have David Bear, who is the vice president of Lewis Bear Company and a, a regular contributor to the wrap. I always appreciate you being here. Uh, and David Peden, who is the executive director of the Home Builders Association, as he so appropriately pointed out to me, uh, not the president because the executive director gets paid. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Which I made a, um, I apparently made a brilliant programming decision because I decided to book two people for the rap, both named David. So good on me. So yeah, thank you, Candy. I appreciate that. You recognize greatness when you see it. Um, so I guess I'm going to be like uh, Mr. Peden and Mr. Bear. You know, when I say Mr. Bear, you think I'm talking about your dad? I do. Yeah. <laughs> so most definitely. All right. That's what he wants us to call him. Is it? Really? Always. Is that true? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really? No. No. Oh, no. All right. I was going to say. I mean, I, ca- I call him Louie. Is that not what engaged. you're supposed to say? Not Louie? I don't. So when my wife and I got engaged, uh, my mom said, You can call me, please call me Belle. And my dad said, I still like Mr. Bear. <laughs> nice. All right. Fair enough. So um, you were a part of something this week, uh, perhaps inadvertently. I don't know. Uh, you were, um, I hope you don't mind me saying this, you were the warm-up act for Tim Kinsella. I don't mind at all. <laughs> because he went to the school board and in his very nice, very kind, very Irish way, gave them what for over all of the just endless list of excuses and avoidances that they laid out on Monday for why the schools aren't better and how can't possibly be that military folks are actually concerned about educational quality in Escambia County. Uh, And then he basically in three minutes laid waste to all their objections and said, look, we want to make the schools better, right? Right. Yes. I mean, we were both there for the specific issue of the Warrington Middle School. The the State Board of Education has told this, the county uh, school board that if they don't engage uh, Charter School USA before January, then they're going to shutter the school. And the last couple of week, months, they've just pushed it out. And so we wanted to make sure it happened. And so we've been meeting with them individually. Uh, and most of them, I, I haven't met meeting with, with the school board, with the school board members okay. individually and a group of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, then went to the meeting to try to strongly advocate on behalf. Yeah, and, and I know, you know, uh, Tim was there to advocate for that, but he was also there to clarify some of the things they had said the previous day about military and the base and all of that. But um, are you – what's your level of enthusiasm for their choice to agree to the preliminary plan to have Charter Schools USA work on a real proposal for January – it's because they seemed extraordinarily tepid. I mean, they were like, you know, Paul Fetzko made the joke about how, well, this is an arranged shotgun marriage, and I guess here we are. And, you know, it was all very tepid and indifferent. They were glad that it wasn't going to shutter the school, but they certainly didn't sound enthusiastic to me. Uh, no. I mean, that's – so this is step one. Yeah. It's getting them to sign that. Uh, I wasn't advocating on behalf of Charter School USA. I don't know the folks. They're from Miami. I don't even know their work. Uh, but – uh, they didn't have another choice. They've had three years to do to turn the school around, and they haven't done it. Uh, they've been, they've got some great teachers there. They've got 
Uh, they've put in some great administrators over there, but they just really haven't changed what they've done. And so we needed to get them to agree to this contract to make some changes. And so now what we're hoping to do is to meet with the folks at Charter School USA and offer them some resources, tell them, you know, that we're here to help them meet the needs of the community. Uh, because I think that's the problem is we're trying to apply a one size fits all to school all gets the done schools. this way. Yeah. Right. And, and Warrington is different and they don't, I mean, be, between the, the community itself, the people who live, you know, that live in the area and all the military that are here, that that's their sort of assigned school when they live in that area, you know, it's a very diverse group and one size doesn't fit all. What fits and works at Cordova Park mm -hmm. doesn't work in Warrington. And so we can't apply that same method and that we can't deliver the curriculum the same way and we can't even deliver the same curriculum that way. And, you know, I know um, uh, the, the kind of the other slice of this puzzle was the issue of the military and, you know, the very clearly reported to us from the base commanders, uh, the last three of them, quite frankly, uh, that, you know, educational quality is a problem. But affordability of housing is also a problem. And uh, David, I know uh, other David, uh, <laughs> David Beaton, that's that's kind of your area. But I, before we move to the housing slice, I did want to ask you your perspective, because, you know, look, Santa Rosa, the school system consistently gets incredibly high marks. Uh, Escambia, some schools get high marks. Some schools get terrible marks. That simply is the way it is. Um, do you see that difference in educational quality? How, how much, I should say, does that affect where you see building and development and people wanting to live happen? That's a good question. Um, well, with Santa Rosa having the, the school system, that does drive in pace in uh, areas around Santa Rosa County. Uh, Escambia County, you know, back in the early 90s, it was the west side, and now I think it's, it's gone more towards the cantonment north of that region. It's just where availability of land is. And... Uh, I think that that drives it. I, I really. Oh, so, so it really is more just a, where can we find a plot of land to put a house on? That's more the issue. I, I believe so. Okay. I, I don't think that, you know, schools are, are great to be near, but I think it's where the availability of land is. Uh, and what is it? What does it cost to develop? So, uh, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking across your studio. I see John Appleyard's bobblehead doll over there. <laughs> um, and. John Alpeyard was the first director of the Home Builders Association in 1960. Really? I didn't know that. Huh. Okay. 1960 to 1974, he ran the association out of his uh, advertising agency. Okay. And his wife, Eleanor, kept the books. And so he was very uh, much involved in getting it organized. And, and uh, in 74, they hired their first full-time executive director um, back then and uh, a guy named Paul Thompson who went to EWF mm -hmm. and was later the, the my boss in Tallahassee at the Florida Home Builder Association so we've only had five directors at the HBA and it's its history since uh, 1960 and by the way you were telling me before we came on the air that uh, you had an anniversary not the wedding kind but the job kind job kind yes 25 years as the executive director yes 25 years yesterday wow uh, so congratulations that's, um, it's, it's been a good good run of uh good markets and and recessions hurricanes and things alike but it, it's been good when do we get a bobblehead of you <laughs> <laughs> david beaten bobblehead i love it so um when we come back we got to take a quick break but when we come back um i'm gonna give you the hard question okay um you know wh why why david are you this uh, horrible terrible organization that's building all these homes and ruining infrastructure and overburdening schools 
meanwhile, we have a housing shortage, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, right. you know, kind of, which one are you going to complain about today? Uh, but we'll talk about that when we come back. we got David Peden in here with me and David Bear in here with me on The Wrap. I'm Andrew McKay. Candy Cullerton has Traffic on the Fives. And Traffic on the Fives is brought to you by Torgus and Causey Insurance Benefits. And uh, watching that one accident still, Blue Angel in 98, Sheriff's still on scene and uh, pull, pulling people off to the side, rerouting traffic that is in front of the Perdido ER. Traffic on the Fives brought to you by Torgus and Causey Insurance Benefits. If you need help planning your business benefits, let Torgus and Kazi help lead the way. Go to tcbenefitsgroup.com. And if you have traffic tips, 437-1620, Candy Cullington News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, cool weather color, and of course, winter vegetables. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got the answers on the News Radio Garden Line. Every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, you can catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. Join Mainstay Financial Group Monday morning at 9 on News Radio 92.3 for the Pensacola Expert Panel, Winning with Mainstay, with host Bob Burgi. Don't let life get away from you without educating yourself about your money and retirement. Knowledge will help you achieve your vision for the future. Bob will be taking your calls and answering questions. That's Monday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. We're back. It's 47 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's today cold also. Oh, I got a funny text in here. Somebody says, thank God for whoever invented the seat warmer. <laughs> oh, man. That makes you oh, feel like you've arrived. That's yeah, right. And by handy. the way, I mean, here in Pensacola, you ain't seen nothing. But, you know, I, I grew up in Detroit and Chicago and even St. Louis. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the, When you can get frozen out of your car, when when a standard piece of equipment that you carry with you is de-icer for the car key lock, right? That's, uh, that's where I'm from. Uh, David Bear is in studio. We with always me. use Budweiser beer. Is that right. your your alcohol reduces the freezing point? So uh, it does though. That's you can right. pour it off. That's right. Delicious uh, Budweiser. Also, David Peden. And before the break, I, I teased this uh, this question for you, David. Um, on the one hand, I know you hear from people. Ah, you builders, you're ruining everything. Uh, certainly in Santa Rosa County, we hear that quite a bit. Uh, on the other hand, um, there's not enough housing. We are in a housing shortage, and it says the you're on the transition team for DC Reeves coming in. And as the transition team has repeatedly said, this is a multifaceted, massive problem that's not going to go away easily with one solution. Um, thoughts? Well, there, there's several factors. Um, you know, there's a I call it noise sometimes when when the perception gets that the builders are, are destroying things and not adding value to the community. If you look at the Studer Quality of Life Survey in Santa Rosa County. That was one of the highest ranked surveys he's done, mm-hmm. uh, which tells me the, the, the vast majority supports what's happening in that county. Now, if you listen to the minority, you think the sky's falling. Um, Wait, you, are you saying that the few vocal 
angry people who show up to the open forum portions of the city council or county commission meetings may not be representative of every single person in both counties. Is that what you're saying? I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think there there is um, there's there's challenges with with growth, uh, of, of course, but. When you have a comprehensive plan and that plan is laid out every 10 years and it tells you where you can have your residential, your commercial, your ag, and your, your parks and rec, and you, you try to follow that. And that's um, when somebody has a, a piece of property that's owned correctly, uh, there's, there's sometimes pushback because people don't like seeing the landscape changing. But there when i tell people there's a lot shortage and there has been for years they will look at all the developments going on there's still pent-up demand and um right now as long as um the economy's starting to change there has been uh, a slowdown that from the from mortgage perspective from from people buying homes that's that's been going on and if, if you just pay attention when you're driving around town in both counties, look how many trucks have signs on them that, that have construction-related work. Whether if, if you're a supplier or you're a painter or uh, you work for a title company, it employs a lot of people. And, and I, I think that people do not realize the economic impact that construction has in our two-county area. Um, there, are, there are a lot of people who do it right that have been in business for 30, 40 years that have a great client base. And there are people who give everybody a bad name too. And, um, and I'm, I'm and, familiar with that problem and, and in an we, industry. We all are. And, and so <laughs> I'm, I'm, if, I'm in radio there. <laughs> there's got, we're not proud of everybody. <laughs> right. There's, there's gotta be a balance. There, there's challenges with growth. We, we get that. And you just, um, you, you want to make sure that, that things are being developed correctly um, especially when things make the news that, that it, whether it be um, a silt fence that wasn't put up properly. Right, right. I mean, sometimes it's the little things that make a big difference. And, and those, those things are frustrating for sure. Yeah, and you're the, you know, like it or not, you know, you're the representative of the people like you. And, you know, builders are, you know, they all represent all in a sense. David, I... Uh, <laughs> Bear, <laughs> David Bear. Uh, I assume, but this is why I want to ask. I assume from your perspective, um, you know, more is better. Your family is very involved in economic development, and um, you know, more people is more people who consume your product, but more people is more growth and opportunities and arts and all of that, which you're of course very involved in with Foo Foo Fest, right? Right, right. Well, so not always is more better, but in the sense of growing your community, um, you know, if you stay small, you only have limited offerings and so if you want your children to stay here if you want more people to come here to have a broader base of employees to be able to hire you have to have offerings and so whether it's improving doing things that improve quality of life like arts and culture that i've been involved with <clears throat> excuse me uh tourism to bring them here let them you know get a peek through the window uh, but the economic development if we can attract new businesses or help local businesses expand uh, then, you know, our children have something to do when they come back. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate that I was able to come back to a family business, but not everybody has that ability. Um, David Beaton is a perfect example. He, he got a job. He came back here and 25 years ago, took this job. But it's uh, so from the perspective of the, the home building, uh, it, it's really important for economic development because we've got the benefit in the panhandle uh, sort of because of a negative issue, uh, we got the windfall of this Triumph uh, funding. And those funds can help 
it's to help with the recovery from the oil spill for the eight disproportionately affected counties across the panhandle. And right now, all of these economic development agencies and local governments and educational institutions are doing a great job of attracting these businesses, creating space for businesses to come build their building, relocate their buildings, their businesses here. Uh, the in- educational institutions are doing a great job of uh, helping develop and train the workforce, but we have a major problem and that's workforce housing. I mean, we have a shortage in housing and so we can get companies to move here, we can educate and train a workforce, but if they have nowhere to live because they can't afford it, right. even when these jobs that we're helping to attract are higher, you know, bringing them more, uh, more money to the home, you know, to the household than the average house is already uh, job is already doing they still can't afford it because the market has just you know it's there's it's gone haywire i mean in my opinion at this moment what you've got in our area is you've got people i'll put myself in this category uh we built a house six years ago i guess something like that maybe seven years ago uh we we rented for about a year a little year and a half and then we built a house and so we paid you know, a reasonable rate to build a house. And that house is now worth significantly more than we paid to build it. And so the jump in housing prices doesn't affect me personally because I got in before. But for anybody who's coming in now or who's trying to move from rent into a house, I mean, it's 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 awful. It's genuinely awful for them. And you're seeing, you know, we're, we're hearing about the military talk about this. Uh, as you said, any companies that we, you know, sort of entice here with e-dates or just generally because we're such a great place to live, um, they've got to have a place, um, whether it's, you know, nurses being priced out or, you know, first responders or, you know, we're hearing like uh, Jen Brer, City Councilwoman Brer was telling uh, the PSC teachers. And we heard from the, you know, the teachers in the public school system um, in Escambia at the school board meeting, you know, nobody has enough money to pay for these, these prices. And so what do you do? Well, you can stay and hope it gets better or ask for a raise or go somewhere else. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, pay compression is a huge issue, obviously, especially with in the schools. Uh, that that's a major issue. And that's what we heard the other, the yeah. other night during the public forum at the school district is, you know, these, these teachers are, they they didn't get into these jobs to get rich. They got into it because they love what they do, but they still need to be able to afford to live. And right. So they need affordable, you know, livable wages. And compression is caused with this. Uh, and just just for people who don't know, the compression, the idea there is when you bump up the starting salary, which has been done for the starting salary and teachers in, in Florida, when you bump that up, but don't give an equal amount of funding to the mid-range, then all of a sudden your 10-year your ten-year teacher is making the same or not much more than your one- or two-year teacher. And that's a motivational problem for everybody as well. It's five, uh, eight, It's 8.55 here on News Radio 92.3. It's The Wrap. We'll be back in just a second after Traffic on the Fives with Candy Cullerton. And we're not showing any slowdowns except for still that one area. It's uh, near the Perdido ER. Sorry about that accident. The intersection of Blue Angel and Highway 98. They're still rerouting traffic. If you have traffic tips, you can text us 437-1620. Candy Cullerton, News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to David Peden and David Bear. Um... Mr. Peden, um, <laughs> it's still hard to think of. You know, we've we've had this on-off conversation going about impact fees. It seems like in the environment we're in, you can have a hard time selling. It's important to raise the price of housing. I mean, I know people in Santa Rosa still want that. At least some of them want that. 
but with this scarcity of supply, raising the price is not going to make that problem easier, right? Right. And it's, it's impact fees are passed through to the consumer that's buying the product. Sure. And some people think it's sticking it to the builder to do it. So that's, that's one thing, that, that, a reason why. When um, Santa Rosa County School Board passed their impact fee ordinance a few years ago, and we took them to court, and we won that two-year battle, it was about the process of an ordinance that was flawed, and we, we proved that in court. And the other part of that was Santa Rosa County collected $100 million in sales tax over a 10-year period and built zero schools. So what are you doing with your revenue? Are you running your budget efficiently? And we could not get those answers. So John Q. Public couldn't go sue the government. It took an organization to do it. And it's who, was, very, who could very, demonstrate very standing. expensive yeah. to do it. And it, it changed the outcome for uh, impact fees, really, as a president for the state of Florida, and that one size doesn't fit all. If you're in a rural area and, and you have an impact fee, it can't be the same as um, the South End. Say in, in Jay, if it was $5,000 in Jay, it, it has to be lower than what it is in Gulf Breeze. Right. Um, there's got to be, I, I've always, a, a, it's a regressive tax on the, the low end of the housing. The well, people, especially if it's and, based on the unit. Right. You know, or even, I mean, even square footage, you could argue, is still a little bit regressive because it's not proportional going up the scale, right? But Right. And when, when Santa Rosa did have their impact fees for trans- transportation, they could not find places to spend the monies. They had to... Because it's uh, so either, limited on what you can use it for. It's limited yeah. on scope. And so they they finally wanted to spend the last bit of it on sidewalks in an area really they, they, they shouldn't have or couldn't have, but, you know, they had to spend it and... Uh, and they did it, but it, it's a. Um, I believe in in the Scammy County. Their their one penny sales tax has has saved this county financially for years in terms of having revenue. Yeah. Uh, Santa Rosa now has a half penny, um, and no more. And, and no more. <laughs> and, you know, you look at it, everybody wants something from government, but when we reduce your avalorum taxes over thirty year period, I think three times in Santa Rosa, it, it's. It's uh, hey, b- before we go, because we're totally out of time, the uh, balloons, the bubbles, yes. Fufu Fest Foo-foo are staying Fest. through the end of the year, right? They're staying through the end of the year. Big success. Yes, it's I a see great it all year. over my Instagram. Only all because the time. I had nothing to do with Fufu Fest this year. <laughs> Maria Goldberg is the chair, and she's got a great committee. Very good. Well, David Bear, David Peden, uh, thanks so much for the time this morning. Uh, and I will be sure next time to not just get people who have the same first name, but have the same voice, because that'll make good radio. Thanks, gentlemen.